do not reflect those of the Evening Rush Network. Viewer's discretion is advised. Are still with us here, plug with Molly and Joe, the mental warriors. Once again, another Thursday, nine o'clock sharp. Um, well, we wasn't sharp last week, so we apologize to our viewers, we apologize to the people that listen and all the other good stuff. Um, if you don't, guess what? You can catch the video of our late of our, all our shows. We got about what about 40 something or 30 something. We said about 36. This is number 37 right here. Yeah, this is number 37, you know. And what we're going to do today is we're going to switch it up. So bear with us. We're going to do a little switcheroo. We're going to have a little different things going on. So the, the, the format of the show is just a little bit different than what your norm, which, what our normal uh, format is. But I think you guys are going to enjoy this little bit of a change. All right? So what's coming on tonight's show, basically, of course, the topic of the day, mental health in the black community. We spoke about this before, but we have to keep bringing this up because it's very important that we understand that we need help as a people, as a nation, as a whole, right? So we want to bring up mental health in the black community. And then also, of course, we're going to pay homage, okay? We're going to pay homage. Um, um, matter of fact, this week, what we're going to do is we're giving flowers, right? We're giving flowers to those that, you know, that who those that's making our answers proud. So that's our those who's making our answers proud segment. We're going to do that, and then of course we're going to throw in there, and that's at the end today. At the end today, we're going to throw in our current events. So we got our you know what our meme sex segment that's going to come after the break. So what we're going to do is we're going to start off today with our topic of the day, not right this minute, right, Joe? So what we're going to do? Where we at? What, what, what platforms are we on right now, Joe? Oh, gosh, we are on so many new platforms. I guess, like we always talk about, there's ways to get in contact with us. There's ways to hear our message and hear what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. We are on Amazon Music, Pandora, Stitcher, Podchaser, TuneIn, Reasons Podcast, Google's Podcast, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Anchor.fm, Spotify, iHeartRadio, MixCloud, iTunes Podcast. The Evening Rush Network.com and a course on the Evening Rush Network app, which is available on both iOS and Android. How was your week? How was your week, my brother? How was your week? It was a good week. A lot of good things happening, a lot of positive uh, changes, a lot of uh, uh, new things that are happening. You know, they say New Year, New Me, but I like to say still here after last year <laughs> so, i'm continuing the trend of what happened last year you know it ain't nothing, right. ain't nothing but to get something into so i'm continuing right. what my trend was for last year oh uh, yeah well me and my week was kind of i don't know um touch and go um there's a meme out there they're talking about the people that the people that's that haven't caught covid <laughs> yet and whatnot in 2022 and you know i'm like the walking dead and whatnot i'm fending people off so it's been it's been touch and go because it's been a lot of um a lot of sickness around me and stuff like that but um thank god it's nothing nothing serious that you know it just seemed you know more like the common cold than anything else or you know maybe a little flu or something like that i guess that's a good thing you know um not for everything that they put everybody through as far as the mandate of vaccinations and people's whole integrity just questioned now 
you know, you got people really mentally questioning their own um more more morals you understand what i'm saying you got people looking in the mirror every morning because they 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 took that jab now not to say that the jab itself is going to actually do anything negative to them it's just that the decision to do so was taken away from them you understand what i'm saying and that has to play with their mental you know what i mean that has to play with their mental that has to play with every fabric of who you are to have someone basically tell you you have to violate yourself because they said so. Well, it goes to it goes to society having a such a grasp on the everyday uh, work, everyday work ethic, everyday values of life. Mm-hmm. If people realize this is what they have to do to live, and you have the upper hand, the society uh, telling you that you have to do this in order to work, you have to do this in order to live. If you're making that money, yes, you do have to do this to live. But right. if you're not, then you don't. You know, it's right. it's it's up to you. But are you willing to sacrifice and put right. everything you have into this? Are you willing to do that? And a lot of people aren't because of their situations, because of how they live, because of, you know, their everyday life. So it's like a bitter pill you have to swallow. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So. So, you know, not to get too drawn onto that because we got so much to talk about. It says when it says when the land of the free isn't so free. Yeah. Um <laughs> tell me about it. I mean, like that's 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 it sounds cliche, but it really isn't, you know. Um and they gave us the concept of freedom just so that we can be, you know, try to reach to attain it, you know. But um our very next segment basically because we're going to change the format, but when our next segment is one of our favorite segments and we're going to always open up with this. And the reason why we're going to always open with this is because we always either want to go to pay homage or we want to give the flowers to those that deserve it. You understand? Before we open up any other topics, of course, in the intro, we get caught up in our, in our, in our minds. Cause like I said, the last week was COVID, COVID, COVID everywhere. But right now, what we're going to do is we're going to say who's making our ancestors proud. Joe, who's making our who's making our ancestors proud for you this week? Ah, this one I think we've talked about, but I can't remember. But it's always good to bring him back, Quincy Delight Jones Jr. <laughs> I love a middle name like Delight. I wish I had that as a middle name. <laughs> I like that, adds that one to the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Let's American- get a name Quincy. Quincy is a cool name for me. Oh man. yeah. King of Cool, in my honest opinion. Uh, yeah. An American record producer, musician, songwriter, composer, arranger, and film and television producer. He has been in the entertainment industry over 70 years and recorded has recorded uh, Grammy nominations of 80, 28 Grammys, and a Grammy Legend Award in 1992. He started in the 1950s working with people like Ray Charles, working with Lionel Hampton, um, uh, you know, Ella Fitzgerald, uh, Clifford Brown. These are people, uh, famous judges of his day. He started with his own big band and then became into doing a lot of film scores for original movies. You know, he wrote the song, the theme song for Sanford and Son. A lot of people don't know about that. And Mm -hmm. then later on in life, had a second chance in life. Uh, with Michael Jackson and and you know helped produce Off the Wall, Thriller, and Bad, and we know how that went. 
And Quincy Jones is such an icon for the music industry. People tend to thrive to be like him. But, I, you know, he he's done so much more than that. And we have to give him his roses. He's 86 years old. So continuing the legacy that was there, you know, Quincy's still doing it. And I'm pretty sure if somebody had an idea musically of what they would want to do, they would go to him and just see what he would um what his opinion was or what his idea was. So we're giving you your flowers now, Quincy, as we see a lot of our elders, you know, passing and moving forward. So Quincy, continue to do what you do or continue to influence those to be like you. Shout out to Quincy Jones. I've been um I've been studying, you know, studying, watching documentaries and stuff like that. You know, I, I watch documentaries just as, just as fast as I might watch the latest Avengers or something like that or what have you. True nerd in a sense, but, you know, still have my edginess, I guess. And I've been watching Quincy Jones. I've learned so much about him, you know, in now that, that I haven't known. I knew he was always great, great producer and all this other stuff. And I knew he was tied into so many names and so many people. But I just did not know to the extent where in which his his reach, you know, had landed and all of the things that he's responsible for that helped, you know, shape the soundtrack of my life, so to say. You know what I mean? So, yeah, most definitely Quincy Jones is someone that, you know, I have to give a a major salute to because he 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 is the epitome of cool. You understand what I'm saying? Anytime you anytime you see an interview about him, you just seem like. It was nothing ever wrong with that man, you know? Right. Yeah, and so I'm going to go into who I'm giving flowers to. And, you know, that's a um, personal fa- personal fan favorite of our um, producer extraordinaire, Miss Jada John. And this is just um, homage to, to her as well because she um, absolutely adores this cat. And that is the world-famous Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, also known as... Willard Smith. Willard Carroll Smith. I didn't know his name was that. Willard Carroll Smith II. Also known by the stage name Fresh Prince. It's an American actor, rapper, and film producer. Primarily known for comedic and dramatic acting roles, Smith is the recipient of numerous accolades, including four Grammy Awards as a rapper, um, one Golden Globe Award and two Academy Award nominations. As of 2016, his films have grossed $7.5 billion at the global box office, and Smith holds several U.S. and international box office records. Okay? Um, one of his first achievements is being part of the hip-hop duo um, Fresh Prince and that Jazzy Jeff, right? Yes. Um, um, parents just don't understand one of one of my favorite songs that ever came out in history, just because parents didn't understand and he spoke to that. You know, what I mean, he wasn't. Your, uh, I remember Nightmare on on, on on my street, summertime, ring my like. So when it came that, yep, get jiggy with it. You know, he was he he wasn't your typical um, rapper. He wasn't your 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 favorite rapper. You're talking about, oh, you know, he gritty this and the third. But he was one of the best that ever did it. You know what I mean? One of the best businessmen, one of the best business minds, and one of the best movie stars, you know, one of one of you know, one of the men to look up to. And what I bring him up for now is that in his latter years, he taken all that he's learned throughout all of those years, and now he's teaching and giving back, you know what I mean, to the people. And, and I, I, you know, 
you know, he's give, yeah, he's giving back to the people. You understand what I'm saying? He's learning and he's been, you know, trying to trying to trying to trying to help others um along their journey in life and whatnot. And I love those kind of transitions. I seen it in like a Jay Z, I see it in Will Smith, I see it in like a Denzel Washington where they get into their latter years and now they're focused on the give back. You know what I mean? Not worried about, you know, the media and not worried about everybody and what they're talking about and the such. You know what I mean? That's the circle of life. You know, you go through things in order to give them back, you know, and just it's at that point, you know, they call it midlife crisis for men. It's not really such. It's just that you've seen what you've done with your life and you try to instill that upon others. So one of the I, I admire Will Smith. He's very underrated as an actor, in my personal opinion. I, mm-hmm. One of my favorite movies with him is The Legend of Bagger Vance. He was playing a mm-hmm. character role. A lot of people don't understand that. And also, um, oh gosh, I just had Ali when he played uh, uh, Muhammad Ali. He should have yeah. won an Oscar for that role because he was so good. So good. It was right. Yeah. I mean, listen, I mean, when you talk about the range from in which he, like you say, he started off on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air with no acting, you know, and that's, and mind you, that's an iconic show. If you don't know about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you can go and binge watch it, binge watch it for seasons and seasons after seasons. But that was one of the most iconic shows where in which, hold on, by by chance, Quincy Jones is the producer of that oh, show. Chris, there you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, it, it, we didn't plan it. That's, we ain't planned it this way, guys. You know, mm-hmm. that just happened to happen that way. He said Quincy Jones. I went with Will Smith, and that's how the universe works sometimes. It's just like it just works out that way. That's but right. um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was, was – I could put it in the, the, the annals of a Cosby show. I could put it in the annals of – um, what's the other one? Um, the, the the college one, different world. Oh, I could put absolutely. it, you know. I could put it, you know, in 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 what it meant to to to, to black, um, culture. You know what I mean? I could put it up there because it it can't. Boy, they hit they they had some topics. Oh you yeah, know what I mean they had some. To- yeah, Pursuit of Happiness was actually a good movie. I saw. What's the other one where um where the 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 daughter the where the, the the child died or something like that that wasn't pursuit of happiness right that was no that pursuit of happiness was the one with his when he's playing the uh the young the black man that uh seven pounds that's the movie you're talking about is it seven pounds seven pounds where where the where the child died and he no where he go through the ghost and all that other stuff and whatnot and he see different like different people. Man, I got, I got to get I that. I thought it was seven pounds. I'm almost positive that's the one where he he, he, he was doing the things for the seven different people. No, that's not seven pounds. Nah, that's because remember it was three people. It was three people. But you know, nonetheless, man, Will Smith, man, shout out to you, man. We're not going <laughs> to yes. carry on with that. What we're going to do is we're going to do the switcheroo that we said we we're going to do, and we're going to speak to the topic of the day. Yes. All for mental health in the black community yes black bad boys my my, one of our listeners said bad boys that was one of that was come on that was a that was a cult classic as they say right a black black cult classic how about that a black cult classic but topic of the day mental health in the black community all right this is a topic that's very near and dear because it's I've, I'm seeing it more and more that it is a problem. 
It is a problem that we're not addressing. It's a problem that affects us um, negatively in such a big way because we already have so many things against us to not address one of the things that's eating us from inside out. You understand what I'm saying? Because that's from within. You know what I mean? That's just not giving us a chance in all hell to do anything in this society of, of, of any merit, right? So we have to keep speaking to it, right? So mental health in the Black community. Um, it is said that it's taboo to talk about mental issues in the within the Black community. Like, it's almost like we don't talk about it. I've grown up, and I know we didn't talk about it. We used to be like, that dude crazy, this, that, and the third. Uh, he's 7.30. Laugh it off, laugh it away. We used to joke about it a lot. You know what I mean? But I see that it's not really a joke anymore, right? Um, Joe, in knowing that, that is so taboo in our community, because I know you agree to that, right? At the very least, right? Absolutely. I mean, even to this day, like, it's, I mean, I know when I, like you said, us growing up, it was something that we didn't talk about. Like, mm -hmm. we weren't allowed to express our feelings in that way. Or if we did, oh, he just had a moment, he'll be all right. You know what I mean? Something simple as that. But It was brushed away. It was brushed, but it was more than that. And that's something that as we're getting older, we're seeing the effects either within us or we're seeing the effects with, around us with other people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of things like a lot. I mean, just I, I see our elders that have dementia, Alzheimer's, uh, things like that. Those, those illnesses were brushed away. But, you know, they would just seem to have having problems. But it, a result of all that stuff is because they didn't take care of it. It was an underlying issue. And it was something that all they had to do was deem the appropriate help or resource. And mm -hmm. it could have helped them think better or, you know, have a better lifestyle, you know? Yeah. So why, 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 like, so why is it taboo? Why don't we talk about mental health in our community? It's taboo because we are deemed as strong people. We are the struggle narrative is real within the black community. And for us to have a struggle story without highlighting the real issues, that defeats the purpose of a struggle. Mm -hmm. Ah, <laughs> okay. If you understand, mental uh -huh. health would be deemed as a struggle. And it's a struggle that we can't control. Right. In some ways, I think we can control it because it's also part of our systemic oppression. These mental health issues come from PTSD, ADHD, uh, and come from even so, our ancestors and what they dealt with. So you're speaking to you're speaking to what it what 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 it leads to, right? It leads to PTSD, all those things. I'm asking the question: Why don't we talk about it? Is it a fear of being ridiculed? Is it being, is it fear of being looked, look, look, you know, look less than like, what is the reason we don't talk about it? Cause not to do something about it. Cause we'll get to that, right? We'll get to why don't we do something about it? Right. So why don't we just at least address it to one another? Well, just for the reasons that you mentioned, uh, fear, we're rid fear, fear being ridiculed. Um, growing up in our community, we're deemed as strong mass beings, and we, you know, to us to talk about our feelings is irrelevant in a lot of cases. So if we were to sit there and say we need some help, we'll be teased about it. We'll be ridiculed about it. We'll uh, we will be felt really bad about certain things. Or, or man up, man or, up. Like, man I like up. to hear that. Real men don't talk about their feelings. I know mm -hmm. we've heard that on many occasions. Mm -hmm. And also it makes you feel weak. It, it makes you feel sensitive. 
and not saying sensitivity is a bad thing because it's good to have a pure heart in some instances. But when you're when you're appearing weak, it appears that you're too sensitive about things, and that opens up a lot of other doors as well. So men like us aren't allowed to express our sensitive side or show a case of a hint of sensitivity. Growing up, it was it was taboo to speak. It, it, actually, growing up, it wasn't even uh, a, a, a topic mental issues it we didn't we we didn't deal in depression we didn't deal in in ptsd we didn't deal in um um um, schizophrenia we didn't deal in none of those different things that 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 that, you know we can address you know um anxiety you understand i'm saying um what else is there you know so many different labels you know even autism you know maybe you know because right now we're sitting there saying that Oh, we see all of these autistic kids now, but what about the fact that we weren't even even paying attention to them then? You understand what I'm saying? What makes them not have been autistic then when we were sitting there talking about the kids on the yellow bus, when we were sitting there talking about the kids in in, in special ed class, and when we would sit there and we'd be making mock noises of people that might be what they call, quote unquote, retarded. You understand what I'm saying? We 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 were a community that made fun of mental issues and not knowing that we was we was we was we was dying from them ourselves you know what i mean we was listen building actually building upon our mental issues because we never addressed them right and and that's what i was gonna i was going to bring that point up you know for those who had ever been labeled as the word retarded you know they say that that's too sensitive to say now but they say mentally challenged but you know even something as that it could have been that it was an issue that they were dealing with that they didn't get the proper resource for, or they didn't get right. the proper help for. And it was, it's that simple, right. but so, we wouldn't have known that because we didn't take any heed to it. We didn't uh, look at it as an important thing in our lives. Right. So if we could say, well, but, but, but society said so because society only allowed the help for such things to be for a particular race of people, correct? The white people, the white people had all the help in the world. And even when they didn't want help, they was given help because it was already addressed that they're actual, that they're having a problem. They're having a meltdown. They're having anxiety issues. They're having a drug issue. Because even when you talk about the drug, the opioid situation and such like that, these are things that we were dealing with in the 80s and the 90s. Drug, 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 drug problems? Come on. We know those. But as soon as it became their problem, they got that necessary help to get them out of that problem. You understand what I'm saying? So it's never addressed. So why would we even, you know, why we even, you know, look at it as a problem, correct? So I got a question for you, Joe, real quick. What is it about being a man that makes men shy away from dealing with mental issues? It shows that we need help. We're not supposed to, uh, we're not, we're not we don't want, we're not, we don't we're not help. to be able to deal with certain things. That's what it, that's why men shy away from it. Where it, it takes away our strength, whether our inner strength or our outer strength. And admitting that we need help is, and in most people's way, way and not uh, words, it's not manly, you know. It's right, not and, and and that goes to man up. So my thing is the reason why I shy away, I've shied away from dealing with mental health issues is because it wasn't something that was actually respected growing up, right? And then um, me personally, I'm looking at it as, what are you going to do for me? You know, I, I don't have, I don't have a trust. I guess maybe trust, right? Trust, I could call it trust issues. What are you really going to do for me? Why would I tell you my story? 
You understand what I'm saying? Why would I tell you my life, my story? You know, I, I, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't trust. I don't trust you. And I guess that society, a lot, society made me be that way so that now we don't even try to get the help that we actually do need because we do suffer from depression. We do suffer from anxiety. We do suffer from PTSDs. We do suffer from a lot of different things that we can pinpoint and show you as a mass nation that we suffer from these things. You know what I mean? As a nation of people, we suffer from PTSD, from slavery, from before slavery, from when, the, when we came across on them boats and whatnot. These things that we are still suffering from. You know what I mean? So um, the question is, where does this idea that it is a weakness come from? Right? Because we got we got we got some of our people here. We got some of our people here, and um some a brother Terrence said you can't be in denial. You know what I mean? Um one of the brothers um oh one of the brothers said this is why we don't go to counseling because we don't want to hear we are weak. You understand what I'm saying? Because we, again, brother, brother Sean Don, the reason why we don't want to hear that we are weak is because we were raised to be extra strong. strong. And we we'll speak right. to that because the the global image of the black male and our and our need to live up to that image is the image of the mandingo. Right. You know what I mean? The extra strong gorilla back, silver back gorilla. You know what I mean? We 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 chew iron and and shit out steel. You understand what I'm saying? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 we don't want that imagery because one of the one of the things is I believe is Joe. You could you could back me up on this. Is that one? That's one of the the imageries that they can't take away from us. That's one of our strongest imagery. So and they take so much away from us. So why would we want to take that away? Why would we want to even look weak? You know what I mean? Well, here's the here's the thing in regards to those images. Those images have negative connotations, you know. Uh, the silverback, the mandingo. They're never looked at in a positive light when other people are expressing it. We understand the importance of the power of those images. But when those images are given to us in other lights, they're never from a positive standpoint. When you look, you, when you refer to us as gorillas or silverbacks, it's a racist statement. You know, it's racial overtones to it. As same thing for a mandingo. There's never a real positive connotation around that. So, like, for, for us, it's a strength because we built on that strength. We identify as such because that's how we learn to live life. We learn to look at everything that, look at, that may deem us as weak and get through it some way, shape, or form. Go through the wind, the sleet, the snow, the rain. Like, get through hell in order to be on top. And... Through that, not identifying things that might put us in a place where we need to take a break. We need to have a breakdown. We need to have a moment. And that's all that all deems around mental health. Mm -hmm. But regardless of those moments, we're going to fight through it any way we need to without acknowledging. Right. Because because in my eyes, the black man is the human version of a punching bag. Right. Um, between society, the family the kids, every aspect of life for me, it just feels like we are just a human punching bag. Whereas we're supposed to take every and anything that every and anybody dishes out and spit it right back. <laughs> Let's spit it right back at them with, with, with that, with, with, you know, with no, yeah, look, look, look. Yeah. But, but, you know, the brother said, look how long it's seen, it's look took for us to be seen as a superhero. And the funny part is, We've been seen as a superhero, my brother. Long We've long. been seen as a superhero. That's why Malcolm X was killed. That's right. why Martin Luther King was killed. Yeah. 
You understand what I'm saying? Those were superheroes. Right. See, the thing okay. is, for us to be depicted on screen as superheroes, they didn't want to do that because they already knew that we was already we was already a fire that they had to keep down already. So That's why right. would we sit there and keep giving them more 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 fire to to, to be a, to be a greater people? Nah, they already we fought through and still showed our greatness. You understand what I'm saying? We fought through all. We fought through slavery. We came over on them on them slave boats. You know what I mean? Shackled to one another, listening to our women screaming, being raped in the next room. You understand what I'm saying? We real life superheroes already. They know that. They see us as superheroes. That's the reason why they shoot first and ask questions later. Because they believe that black man is going to disarm him with some super supernatural power that he has to just get to, you know what, I'm scared. What what, what they say, Joe? I'm scared. I'm scared. That strength that we have, we can overpower them. We're overpowering. Just because we're big, we can overpower them. You know? <laughs> I'm yeah. laughing, but it's yeah. very So we got to get it out of our head that we're not, we're, we, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot. Listen, this, this is, listen, it's so deep, man. It's so, it's so deep. So they've always known supremacy is rooted in awareness of inferiority. And that is the case because even in our studies in 1619, which we'll get to that in February, oh my God, Listen, I hope everybody get on with that one. Sixteen, nineteen, gonna be a good. It's gonna be a goodie. But yes, so white supremacy is rooted in the awareness of inferiority. The reason why they became so aware about keeping us down is because what they thought about is what they did to their nations when they left Britain. You understand what I'm saying? So when they left and just basically did their own thing, why would they sit there and, and, and build a society that allows for their their inferior people? To be, to be greater than them. And then when they still seen us become greater than them, then what? You know what I mean? Close this out before we go to break, Joe. Wow. Well, it's, I think it's a little bit of that, but then we also talk about senseless violence as well on our end. You know, we have, uh, we, we, verse, we put up with our senseless violence versus their senseless violence. A lot of it is systematic towards what the violence that was uh, admitted to us. So, so before you go there, right? Before right. you go there, because that's a, that's a good bullet point. And I think we want to we want to spend some time on that on that one, right? Um, we're gonna get a break from our from our network, the Evening Rush Network. So we'll be back with part two of mental health in the Black community. Looking to podcast shows and do not know where to start? The Evening Rush Network can help you with that. Call us at 929-441-2417 or email us at theeveningrushnetwork at gmail.com for dates and prices. We got you for all your podcast needs. The Evening Rush Network. Tune in, subscribe, and share. This is Plug with Molly and Joel, the Mental Warriors. We are here. Um, sorry we don't have our brother Zach on this week. Um, Zach is dealing with it. Um, he's recovering from, you know, that bastard COVID and whatnot. <laughs> and whatnot. Um, yeah, look a shot to COVID. Um, we're, oh, man. Whew. That was that was, uh, that was a little emotional little, little, you know, the mental health in the black community. That's the topic of the day. We're going to get to part two. But first, what we're going to do is we're going to do our segment. You know what I mean. Just to give a little, little, you know, lighthearted break to the situation and whatnot. Give me my, give me my, you know what I mean moment. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> Yo. All right. So basically, you know what I mean is our segment and the people that's watching, people that's seeing live on, on Facebook and anywhere and then the other platform that you can see us on. Um, you see it says don't erase our history. And a white guy with a MAGA hat is, is hugging on one of them old slave owners, owner statues and whatnot. Talking about don't erase our history. And then on the flip side, when it comes to critical race theory on a blackboard, you know, that's meaning the schools and the stuff like that. They like erase our history. They don't want that part of the history, but they they want to keep these statues up that reminds everyone that we was come from a slave, you know, a slaveocracy as sixteen nineteen points out, right? Right. Yeah. So that yeah, that's you know what I mean for the week, man. I hope you guys enjoy that little segment. I like I like it. It's a little a little fun. A little a little fun. To, 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 to lighten things up sometimes, you know, because these these topics are very serious, you know, because it, it touches a, a spot and, you know, it touches a place within a black man because we're speaking about ourselves, you know. Um, so, oh, forgot about our sponsors, of course, sponsored by none other than Baller. All right, Big Appalachia Academy for the Yes, 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 yes. Baller has a lot of things coming on. Uh, maybe next week what we'll do is we'll have a segment where we'll let everybody know what's going on in Baller because we got a few workshops coming up for the kids. Um, and a few, you know, a few, maybe a few more announcements on that. Yeah, we want to run it down. Yeah, producer, we running it down. We running down what's going on with Baller next week, all right? Let's right? Make a note of that. But we're back to part two, all right? Part two of our topic for the week, mental health in the black community. Joe, you were speaking to um a particular a particular thing, right? Um we already spoke about black males, human punching bags, um the suppression, you know, used as a tool, you know, because no one would listen. So we suppress our feelings, we suppress our emotions, we suppress and and it's been proven because I think once we get loud about things or once we actually say, I'm, I'm not feeling good mentally or whatever, this and the third, people look at you like, come on, what is that? Like, you know, come on, toughen up, man up, right? It, That's that mentality. It, it, it looks like it's looked at as it's deemed as, as a joke. You know? Right. But now let's talk about the violence. You know what I mean? When you're talking about the violence, when we're talking about our kids out here shooting one another in the head and just, you know, or the, the kid that's up in Burger King the other day who, um, the young lady gave up the money and he still winds up shooting her. You know, he still winds up killing her. You understand what I'm saying? Senseless violence or, or the brother who pushed the person off the platform and whatnot talking about he's a, something, something, a God or something. Listen, um, we're, 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 we're looking, we're looking at it two totally different ways, but though, when it comes down to it, because when these type of things, these type of senseless things happen on their end, it's looked upon as they need help. Whereas we are animals. We are criminals. We are thugs. We are we are we are a vi- you know we are a victim of our circumstances. Whatever it might be, we don't get the help necessary. So you were talking to that. Speak to that, Joe. Well, I was talking about the measure of our violence versus their senseless violence. Do you remember uh, last year the young man that went into the massage parlor in Georgia and 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 killed up the 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 the, the, the Asians about like eight of them. Mm-hmm. And what happened was when the police chief of that city came on, it was a young white man that committed the crime. Right. He said that the white man was just having a bad day. But mm-hmm. if it was a black man that had did it, well, he needs to be persecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Right. And it goes to show you that their, their 
term of violence has, you know, it, it doesn't measure up to what our sense of violence are. Or when we do it, it's almost like it's a daily norm for us. It doesn't look that it has to be checked because we live in that type of lifestyle or that chaos. You become so, numb to it. It becomes numb to it. So people who are outside of our community seeing that happening is going to say, oh, that's how they live. They live amongst all that stuff. But when it happens in their community, it's, oh, man, this is really important. We got to do something about this. So, and, mm. we're, you know, it, it, it's like being in the jungle. You know, we're, we're looked at as animals. Mm. But they are the ones who need the help because it doesn't happen like that. When you have to and and, and we bring that point up to say just that. We say to the fact that um, we need help. You know what I mean? And that's coming from a black man. We need help. We need help in our community. We need mental. We need real, real help to deal with our problems. You understand what I'm saying? Real therapy, real people to talk to, real people that's really trying to help us. You know what I mean? Help us clear up some of the cobwebs that's in our head and some of the things that we've gone through and some of the traumas we've gone through. Because some of them, some of the men, listen, they've been sexually abused, verbally abused, physically abused, yep. all kind of things. And they will never, they will never bring that up because yep. of fear of being weak. You know what I mean? So that's the key to why men probably don't do it is to, for fear of being weak. And that is, and our strength is one of the key things that keep us in our whole mythological um, 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 as, you know, way of how the world sees us. You know what I mean? Because everybody thinks, of, oh, they all could jump. They all this. They all that. They all could do this. They all could do that. So we want to keep that going. You know, that's what I think. You know what I mean? Um, so we, so we had, we spoke about men, right? We spoke about the men and, you know, and, um, um, it's only right because in our black community, there's not just men in the black community, there's women in the black community, correct? Absolutely. Right. So, um, I don't think we can really talk to that. Like myself, yourself, I don't think we really could speak for women per se, or even children per se. And I actually want to, you know, we're going to try to have my niece on so at some point to speak for the youth when it comes down to the mental health and what they think about it. Because I've actually had conversations with her and I, and I believe that they are the key. You understand what I'm saying? I believe our children got it. I believe our children are going to tackle mental health issues way better than we ever thought of doing it you know what i mean and um but right now you know without further ado for our women's side of things we're gonna have on none other than our producer who's usually in the background but today she's gonna be in the foreground and that was the actual gift for my man zachariah if he's if he's paying attention but we're gonna have miss jada john on today to speak about the wind, the um, 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 mental health. <laughs> Hi, Jada John. How are you? Oh, we got you. Hi, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the running joke is our producer does not want to be on camera at more times than more time than not. But um, once you hear her speak, you see why we actually drug her on. Um about this topic here because there's no i'm not a i i can't speak to women um joe can't speak for women um but i'm pretty sure you can so the question today is why do you think women in our community shy away from addressing mental health issues jada um 
the primary reason in my personal opinion is having a mental health issue or even just an awareness that there may be a mental health issue makes women less desirable. The belief is it would be a whole lot harder to attract a partner if that partner or if that individual was aware that I was carrying all of this baggage, that I had all of these issues. It is bad enough that we have to suffer the judgment of being single moms and single parents. Um, And all of the questions about how many fathers do your children have and all the different things, stereotypes that come with being the angry black woman and all these other different things. Adding on top of that, the personal issues that we have to face from day to day, if we were to bring that to the forefront at the very beginning, the likelihood that we'll be able to actually find someone to want to, you know, put in that labor with us as we work through those mental issues significantly decreases. So the easier thing to do is to suppress it and to pretend like it doesn't exist because who wants to be alone forever, right? Mm. Um, So to make myself or to make ourselves more desirable, we'll shy away from it. Well, okay. Um, so you're saying that you shy away from those things so that you could appear more desirable for men, right? For the men in your community as mm-hmm. well. So you, so you guys, so ours is we are, we don't want to appear weak and you guys shy away from showing your baggage or showing. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. But I believe like me personally, I believe that when, you know, women, do hide their baggage to appear more attractive, but I personally believe that they should bring it out. You understand? Because I think that if you if if you want to be taken seriously, I need to understand who you are from the giddy up. You understand what I'm saying? Because that whole thing where you you giving me a facade or you giving me a show, or you giving me this this made up made up persona of who you are doesn't really doesn't really show me who you really who you really is and that's for me i mean maybe that's just a me thing because it probably is not for a lot of other guys maybe it's you know it's just a me thing like i'm like nah i want to see you at your worst that way and because we could build all that other stuff up as i as i as i've peeped throughout history you know throughout our community that women come with fake lashes fake hair fake boobs fake hair they come up with fake everything i'd rather just see the the the, the nitty-gritty my 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 rebuttal to that, and Joe, you can you can correct me if I'm wrong when I say this, right? If I come to you and I'm coming to you and sharing with you in advance that these are the things that I'm carrying, these are the issues uh, that I have or things that I'm dealing with, and you don't know enough about me as an individual to determine that I am worth that headache, how do I get you to stick around? Say wow. that one more. No, that was a good question. Hold on. Say that one more. Say that one more time. Sorry. Sorry. I come to you. We meet, mm-hmm. right? And in meeting, I begin to share with you the baggage that I'm carrying. I begin to share with you the issues that I'm dealing with. But we just met. You don't know me. You don't know much about me. How do you know, or how do I get you to understand that I am worth the headache? If you haven't taken the time to understand me independently of the baggage that I'm carrying, how do you know that I'm worth it? We don't. You, you, you don't. We and don't. so, and so, but wouldn't that, that be? Not, would, but wouldn't that be me as a man 
saying, you know what, and I'm being realistic and I'm being real when it comes down to it, that a woman comes to you and there was a, and, and I have a quote, what I say is a day before the day, meaning why would that, why would it be unrealistic that you do have bag- baggage? It, maybe it's just, it's, 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 it's a hand in hand kind of situation where the man needs to understand that you didn't come here perfect. You understand what I'm saying? You didn't come, you didn't come, you didn't come to me perfect. So to, you know, it's just a mutual understanding that we both have baggage in a sense. Uh, Go ahead, Joe. I don't think is that at any case, at any case, I think for the most part, you know, a lot of men don't like added baggage on. So it's honestly a turnoff. Um, if, if that's the first thing I hear from somebody, it's a turnoff. And I know a lot of men who feel the same way, regardless of how you, regardless, no drama, you know, you don't want to walk into that. I mean, you'll probably deal with it later on down the line. I can't can't speak to that. Like you said, nobody's perfect. Everybody has their own issues. I totally agree. But that's (laughs) that's not the first thing you want to hear when you're meeting somebody like if you're going to do that you want to gradually grow it how about how about the level of baggage how about i want a grocery bag not a not a suitcase right now but you still have to be very careful with how you bring the grocery bag (laughs) <laughs> you don't want, you know, because not everybody can handle it all at okay. one time. Okay. okay. Sean, Sean, and you know something, you know, because he just said, I want the truth up front, right? So let's let's talk about our relationship, Sean, right? Okay. Let's talk about that. When you and I met, you didn't know nothing about me. You had one impression of me. You'd be like, she's scary. I don't know about that, Jada. You didn't know anything about me, right? Time goes on and we begin to interact. And you begin, I was, (laughs) 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 but but you understand me better now. I don't speak any differently now than I did then, but you understand me better. And because you understand me better, your lens has changed, right? Your vantage point is different. You don't look at me the same. You don't view me the same. You don't experience me the same. Because you've come to understand me. Exactly. And that's the point that I am making. When I walk in, the baggage that I carry that makes me a person that is just genuinely mean to everyone when I meet you, right, is a turnoff for most people. Most people just don't like me when they meet me. That's the thing that I need to work on for me as an individual. Well, that's if a personality thing. To the but, front, but that's a personality thing. Right. But if I bring the issues that create, that causes me to be this way to you, when you first meet me, that's going to, you have to make that decision. Do I want to do the labor of befriending an individual like this? Right. And, and you have to decide if you want to do that labor with me, are you going to walk? This but road hold with on, me? but hold on. But what you got to realize is as a, as a woman now, as a woman in this world right now, there's two people here that said they want the baggage up front. There's one that says kick rocks with that. And so, so what you're not understanding is you have to understand the man you're dealing with. There's those who actually feed me the understanding of who you really are. Because what I, I look at it like this. 
if I can see the back, see from the pain you're coming from, I can then know how to help you. You understand what I'm right. saying? But that's because Molly, the individual. Or Sean. Right? Or Sean. Or Sean, the individual who has also spoken up, has a place in their heart to help people. That's what you do. That's who you are. Right. That's why we're doing what we're doing right now. Everyone doesn't have that. You understand? And so while you might say that two people here has said, well, we want to hear that stuff up front. You got to know the man you're dealing with. If you just met that person, you but don't do it, know. Do, but do it help the mental of our women in our community to hide it? Does it help to mute that they actually have mental issues? I, I mean, no, I, I say no, I, exactly. So the reasoning, so. the reasoning that they're hiding it just to appear more attractive in the forefront. Because look, okay, you hide it in the beginning, then all of a sudden, months later, they find out you batshit crazy. Then what? You know what I mean, <laughs> like, come on now, you know. But, like, there's, but there's an upside to that, though. You're getting to learn the person that you're with. It's not to say that the man is going to totally reject you 100%. You just want to gradually grow into that prospect. Because it's not to say that all men are going to take somebody who has an issue. You're going to look at the person and say, okay, they're human just like we are. But you can't drive them with that immediately when you meet them. you got to let that grow onto them. And I'm, I'm speaking for me specifically. It'll get to a point where I say, okay, nobody's perfect. Oh, you have some things that we can work out. Let's figure out how to get this done. But let's you. get back to the mental issues. Let's get back to addressing the fact that he says, why do you think women in our community shy away from addressing mental? You say it's because of not appearing desirable, the baggage and the such and so forth and the other, right? How do we repair this? If the women are are so scared to 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 address their mental issues for fear of not looking attractive to the men in our community, isn't it like a a dual thing where we both have to work towards this? Isn't it men and women have to work towards the same goal? We bo both have to be looking towards understanding that our women have baggage and our women have the, the, the same mental issues that we do. No. I. This is Jada talking, right? So I can't say that I'm speaking for every woman on the planet, but I would say that women tend to, because we are nurturers naturally, we tend to gravitate to the idea of wanting to care for, right? When you come to me with these are these are my issues, these are my goals, these are my desires, this is what I want from life, right? <laughs> we tend to slip into the position where we want to be that quote unquote help me. We want to yes. be the Aaron. We want to be the person that's going to be the battery in your back to help you get there. They always say behind every great man is a great woman, right? The person who's carrying him as he's doing this work women naturally desire to be that person. So when you come to me and you say, well, these are my issues, these are the problems that I have, I'm not running away from those problems. I'm saying to you, this is how I'm going to help you get over that. Now, but now this is the this is the thing where Amali comes in at, because I'm Molly speaking for Molly, since you were Jada speaking for Jada. <laughs> uh, and Sean, speaking for Sean, we're saying that we're those men that, no, we want to help you as much as you want to help us because that's the thing when i say the 50 50 that's what i say we got to help one another so just as much as you guys are naturally nurturers us as men have to learn to be nurturers of our of our families no joe 
Absolutely. And it's not to say that even a Joe wouldn't do that either. <laughs> I can't sit here and say I wouldn't do that because of my heart. You know, it's just a matter of time that it takes to get there. Like you're not going to, you don't bury your soul on the first time. You take time to get to this, uh, the, you take the steps to get to where you got to be. And then once you learn the person, you get to say, okay, well, what can I do to help? What can I, I do to make it better? And I think that goes both ways. Like, yes, when, yes, like you said, yes, when we want to be protectors. Say that again. He says we want to be protectors. Absolutely. We're going to protect. It just takes a little warming up for us to protect. You know what I mean? Like, but it's not, that's not the first thing that we're doing. You know, yeah, Go ahead, go ahead, women, women nurturing us, that's a common, that's a fact of life. That's that's innate. That's an innate thing that they do. So if we come with a problem, they're going to have a solution or try to help so us. So we could come with our baggage. Right. Right. Mm. <laughs> Not good word, right. That, that's, that's the point. Like the, the bag you carry um, doesn't necessarily make you less attractive. If anything, it sort of sparks, right? It, it sort of gives a little spark. Um, and that just sparks because of the natural nurturers. But now, exactly. as us being protectors, understand where we're coming from when we say, "Okay, I need to know what I'm protecting you from," and you could be, I could be, have to protect you from yourself as well as a female. You understand? So, um, the funny part about Joe's statement, everybody, everybody, you know, who's listened to us or what have you, is that Joe <laughs> says he don't like drama, but he's part of my family. Go figure. <laughs> so, you know, go figure. I escape it if I tried, huh? And I didn't even know it. I, I, I still don't see it. It ain't it ain't the drama that I thought it was gonna be, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Um, as we close out, man, um, there's a there's a myth in our community. It's a big myth in our community, it's a big um non-fact. Um, it's, 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 it's what, what, what the kids say today, tomatoes, tomatoes, tomatoes. That's what they do these days. That's what they're doing now. Tomatoes, 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 those tomatoes. The idea. Oh yeah. It, it, it's something Jada. you, you too old. You too old. The I idea. That either. I'm trying to figure out what that is. Oh yeah. That's the, the kids is doing that now. They throwing tomatoes at bad, at, at negativity and stuff like that. Okay. Um, your, 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 your future daughter-in-law does it now. I don't know. I learned it from her. She, tomatoes, she, tomatoes, on her yeah. She did some stuff on her blog or something. You know how she got her little vlog going on? Yeah. You know, she sounds so cool. Like it she does. sounds like, yeah, it sounds so cool. I like her. But anyway, the idea that therapy is for white people. Blah, boo. Can we get a boo? Can we get a boo? It's not <laughs> Uh, we take a shot. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's let's kill that notion, man. Let's kill that notion today, once and for all, 2022. That is it. Black people, therapy is not only for white people. Okay, we all need therapy. Um, I have a certain kind of therapy that I that I enjoy, and that's cooking. You understand what I'm saying? When I cook, I'm in a safe place. I'm pretty sure other people got their vices as well. Joe, you have a vice for therapy? Oh, you mean uh, yeah, my vice. Uh, music, music okay. is my form of therapy. You Jada, know? you have a vice with therapy. Um, work. <laughs> Just work. Yeah, that that. I mean, some people, some people bury, bury themselves. Some people bury themselves in 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 work. Um, the idea that therapy is for white people is false. You know, it's 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 it's. Uh, Sean says podcasting is his therapy. It's that safe place in your head. You know, what I mean, it's that place you go and just be able to think and just feel at ease and all that other stuff. 
Um, but there's the idea that therapy is just for white people, right? And the reason why for this is how can y'all count either either one of you? How many black therapists, psychiatrists, psychologists, and other mental health professionals are there? Wow. Anybody okay. got a guess? You got a guess there, Jada? Um, I actually know the answer, so I'm not gonna guess. I didn't I do you have a guess? I didn't actually why do you come on? Uh, very, this is what we go through, y'all. This is what we go through in the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you could have faked it you could have faked it you you could have faked it but I, you, you know i don't know how to all right it. joe how many how many joe top okay. of your head joe i listen that's out of wow so from the american psychiatric association no that. no i don't want you to read it okay i'm gonna say two percent two percent Yes. Two percent. Two percent. Of psychiatrists and four percent of psychologists, or is it the reverse? All right. So the data from the American Psychiatric <laughs> Association, the APA, shows that only two percent of the estimated forty-one thousand psychiatrists in the U.S. are black, and just four percent of the psychologists are black. So that's the problem there. We are not represented in that in that in that community to even to even offer help. Who and there, know, as, who there knows as, about us? This is as recent as two months ago. So you can imagine right. the last two years what we've all been going through. And oh this yeah, is how we yeah, have yeah, to go yeah, for yeah, it. yeah, yeah. People listening, yeah, that was November seventeenth, two thousand and twenty-one. Two months ago, that is the stats. Two percent of the estimated forty-one thousand psychiatrists, meaning the people that can actually, um, we can go to and and, and get some help, and four percent of the psychologists are black. What do we do? I don't know. How do we get into that? Into that? Into you know get? But we, in order for us to, for me, in order for us as a society to start having more black psychiatrists and black psychologists, we have to start accepting mental health in our community to say okay we need that help so therefore our kids are going to grow to actually want to give that help right no absolutely it it helps it it, it helps us to realize that there's a lack of representation for Mm -hmm. us you know we don't i know i'm speaking for myself if i'm having an issue i want to be able to talk to someone who looks like me who can identify with what i'm going through right and it's hard when the numbers are so low so why are we thinking it's for us if there is no therapist right. that looks like it's us? sort of like it's sort of like a catch twenty two because in our community we don't necessarily believe it to be a viable profession. It's not anything that we pursue because we don't see that representation. But the reason we don't see the representation is because we don't pursue it. And so it becomes difficult to fill the seats with people that look like us, especially also because we are living in a time where people are beginning to sort of shy away from the idea of four-year degrees and to become a psychiatrist, you actually need to go beyond that and get a doctorate, right? Mm -hmm. And we are not pushing this idea of advancement and we're also not... So so why don't we push... Why why, why don't we as a community, we as a people, we as a program, we as a show, we as as individuals who, you know, who's who's active in the community um, just... Push past the 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 the, the um the the um well I guess the blinders of the the race thing. Whereas 
we need the help. Let's just get the help. I mean, if they right. white, black, I don't care what color they are. They, the expertise is the expertise, and they'll right. have the the necessary knowledge to help. No, I mean, right. the, I mean, I, I I say black or white, go get help. You understand Absolutely. what I'm saying? Like you know, so um, you know, um, wow, that was a that was a great that was a great 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 show, man. I mean, like I I really don't have much else to say, but to get help, people. Like I mean, we need help. We need help as a community. We need help as a people. And um, this one other bullet point. The funny part about this bullet point, I didn't bring it up and and in, in, into the show is because I think that it actually deserves its own show. And um, yes, we're sponsored by Baller. You know, you could go on Baller www.baller.baller.org. Um, we um, also Instagram. That's at unplugged at plugged MJ. All right. Remember all the other platforms we were on the Spotify's, the the the, the YouTube's, pod, all these podcast bot chasers and all that other stuff. But um, I think we have our next topic here, Sean, because Sean be wanting us to have our topics like right away. So I'm gonna give Sean our topic now. Okay, <laughs> domestic violence mm-hmm. and abusive behaviors. Mm-hmm. Period. That's dope. That's gonna be that's gonna be one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be one of those topics. We okay, to so because we we actually had a bullet point here that was stating that 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 lends to some of the mental health issues that we go through, and trust you me, it does. I know it does. <laughs> And um, I think that it deserves more space than a few minutes of trying to end a show or even a few minutes within a show. I think it needs to be highlighted in its own show. So domestic violence and other abusive behaviors in our community. We go, oh, we're going to go there. We're going to open up Pandora's box. Yeah, we got to. We got to. We, <laughs> okay. We've been keeping Pandora's box open, closed for a while now, brother. Yeah, yeah. Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> We've been keeping Pandora's box. You know what I mean? All right. So basically, um, that's it. What I got. I, I appreciate Jada John for being on this week. That's yes, our producer. She'll be, be on again. Um, we'll 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 pull. You know, we'll figure out a, a woman's side to things that we need her to. Do. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, Joe? Yeah. All right, Joe. Close us yeah. up. Uh, Jada, got anything to say before you go? I do not. www.baller.org. Go check us That's out. It. Oh, That's yeah. It. She's actual executive executive director for Baller as well. I am. Yeah, <laughs> mm. yeah it all goes together. Yeah, it all, ball, <laughs> it all works together. Joe. Ah, continue to stay safe, people. Um, what we're going through right now is real. And the only way that you'll be able to get through it is if you get the help and the resources that you deserve and that you need. So continue looking for that continue supporting that continue fighting for it because the only way you'll get it is if you show that you really want it and my last thing i'm going to say to my people is the best advice i can give you is if you're doing something for someone do it from the heart do it for no other reason do it for nothing else besides for the from the heart because if you do something with the idea of getting something back you're doing it for all the wrong reasons all right. Everything that you do in life should be just from from here, especially when you're doing it towards others and in humanity. You know what I mean? So um, with that being said, plugged Molly and Joe, the mental warriors. Hope we 
touched a few minds out there today or in the week in past weeks or coming weeks or what have you but we out of here today peace <laughs>